Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. Welcome back to the Run.Down post game show on the Strickland YouTube channel, as well as the Strickland Podcast Network. If you're listening the day after, Knicks lose 111 to 101 versus Golden State. I feel like that final score is a little bit deceiving in terms of how the game actually went. Um, I missed the first half of this game, um, but it seems like I didn't miss much um, according to how what the score was when I woke up. Um, I'm, I'm currently watching highlights right now to get a better sense of what went wrong, but I could already tell that just seeing that the, the Warriors went 11 for 26 in the first half was probably a story that I've seen before in terms of driving kick, wide open threes, and, you know, guys just not making the proper rotations. Um, from what I've seen from the second half, it looks like the defensive intensity that we saw the last two games has completely gone away. Um, I will say, though, from what I've got to see, from what I what I have seen tonight, Jericho Sims looked like he was the best Nick on the court tonight. Um, just dominant inside. Three blocks, double-double. Um, shout out to him. Um, I'm seeing that RJ is still playing a heavy load of minutes, which doesn't seem like the best thing, especially if he's really sick, which the reporters today made it seem like it. I saw a report earlier from Steve Popper that um, they had to really stay away from him um and keep their distance from him which makes it sound like he really has something really wrong with him um but yeah i mean same old issues with the knicks i am not surprised i mean when i woke up i was like oh okay and then you know just kept watching but um you know when you're when your best three players don't have a good game and the bench is not able to make up from it um this is the result that you get and you know this is a really good team at home the warriors are 6 and 1 now 7 and 1 with all their struggles being on the road i kind of expected us to have a rough going at their house um especially after we beat two good home teams back to back i mean you just that the law of averages is going to even out at some point so mm-hmm. yeah like I don't think the defensive intensity was a problem with this game. Like, I feel like they played defense well, in which is that the Warriors would not miss and were not missing. And, like, you can play defense as well as you want to, but Steph Curry is Steph Curry. So, like, when Steph Curry's going to pull up from 35 and hit stupid shit, and a lot of the shit he was hitting was stupid, like, there's nothing much you can do about that. I don't think, like, they played lazy or they played sloppy, which is a matter of, like, the Golden State Warriors had timely baskets, and they've been doing that for more than a decade. So, like, well, Dante DiVincenzo is it in threes? Oh, nah. Yeah, it was a nasty game in terms of like random scrub on the bench weighing you up. So, like, it sucks, but at the same time, like, I don't know what they could have done with like team. They were just hitting threes out of nowhere. Like, every time that league would get cut to like. 10 basic like 10 or like eight the lead would literally go back up to 16 because the Warriors would wish to go three 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 like cut to the basket like it was just systematic and i mean this is what you expect playing against the warriors though yeah especially at home yeah so like i can't get mad at them for not being able to beat the warriors who are like Still, I get they're struggling, but still, like, it's still the Warriors. You expect them to figure out their game sooner or later. But, yeah, it was just a matter of, like, those guys were literally hitting shots at the most opportune times, and then the Knicks would come back and miss a shot, and then it would just be eight-point lead back up to 16 points, like that, so. Yeah, um, I mean, I think – the most pressing thing that we had to talk about is number nine, RJ Barrett. Um, he thought the number status is that bad? Yeah, it's, pretty, it's getting pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, the, the, like, now he's getting, like, frustrated on the court, and it's like, bro, you need to get a handle on yourself right now. Like, I understand you're frustrated with your offense, but, like, you can't let it dictate how – you um 
you play on the court on both ends as well as like your attitude on the court like it's i understand it's frustrating but like you gotta handle that shit like we criticized number 30 for that we gotta criticize him as well like you just gotta be better simple as that if you're sick you need to i mean i know he's not gonna like want to sit out obviously but like the team has to end up doing something to like protect him from himself and protect the team like what 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 good does it do for him to play through a sickness right now like he's obviously not giving you much on the court i mean tonight he gave you 18 points but like on 19 shots it was very ugly from what i saw in the second half um a lot of missed opportunities in the paint um and the decision making just doesn't really look as good as it did during those stretches of those games where it looked a little bit better earlier this year so I mean, he he's got to be better. I don't understand the the hesitancy to like play Grimes in instead of him right now, um, especially if Grimes is supposed to be fully healthy. Um, but yeah, that just it's something that just baffles me with this whole road trip. Like, why is RJ getting such a heavy minutes load? And I know he got benched in the Denver game. He didn't close down the stretch, but like, why not just like? go with Grimes at that point. And in that Denver game, he still led the team in minutes, which is funny because he got benched on the stretch. Or not, he didn't lead the team, but like he played 31 minutes. He played 31 minutes, and he barely, he barely played the fourth quarter. Tonight, he led the team in minutes, and he played 39, but they were everyone's playing like 31 or 32. I understand the fact that um, Grimes, um, not Grimes, Cam got hurt, but at the same time, like, I don't think Quentin Grimes is giving me much right now because I do think he's still injured. But at the mm-hmm. same time, like you, if Grimes can't even play ten minutes, then how is he like active? And if that's the case, then like you got to play somebody else. Like I'm sorry, RJ Barrett chucking and breaking. And playing 39 minutes is not good for him. It's not good for the team. It's not good for anybody. Like, you have to be able to use your depth. Like, I don't like Evan Fournier right now. But at the same time, like, you kind of need somebody to give him 10 minutes. Like, you cannot play him 35 plus minutes. I, it doesn't work. It just makes everybody look bad. And, like, the front office kind of has to step in at this point, like, whether the front office or not believes in the long term, like you made an investment, a financial investment, a significant financial investment. And at some point you have to be like, hey, yo, I don't care if you think you can play, you're not playing. So. I just, I don't understand. Like why? Any other team, I think dudes would, I mean, I've seen so many times guys start games being sick and they end up leaving the game because they're sick. Like, it's totally normal to do. I don't know why the Knicks aren't doing something or why RJ feels the need to, like, play through this. It's like, is he – it feels, again, like how earlier in the year he, he started out um, games looking like he was trying to prove that he – like, why he earned the contract or, like, show that he – show, like, why he's getting paid. And, like, I don't know if he's, like, pushing through this sickness trying to, like, prove something. But, like, that shit needs to stop. Like, you can sit. It's okay. Like, it's totally fine. Um, I'm seeing right now, you know, everything was pretty much even between us. It's just the fact that they hit all them threes and the Knicks' best three players just, not even best three players, but, like, like even Obi and IQ were bad today. Like they didn't give you much. And that's just something that's just not gonna fly um against good teams. Yeah, like I think Obi Toppin played fucking horrible tonight. Like I don't care what plus minus says. He was not a minus just a minus dude. Like Obi Toppin actively sank that lineup in those games. Like he sank his minutes. He straight up sank the team. And the team was winning, or at least was not losing as bad as they were with the starting lineup because 
straight up, uh, they were not playing Seth Curry for the most part. Like, that's it. Like, Obi Toppin quickly had horrendous games. Like, horrendous. So, again, quickly another over. Six free throws, but another over. Obi Toppin, over five. Over three, um, over three from three. Like, you, you can't do that. You cannot do that and expect to win games against the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Where she had this energy for 30. Bro, Julius Randle, I don't care about plus minus. Oh, plus minus 17. You cannot look me in the eye and tell me Julius Randle played worse than Obi Top tonight. <laughs> like, be, be real. Be real. Like, I'm sorry. I can have this energy for 30, but 30 was not the problem tonight and not by a long shot. Especially yeah, I, I mean, from what I've seen, I used to second half minutes and they didn't really seem. <laughs> Like detrimental to the team. They do Jalen Brunson at two of thirteen. Jesus, like, I even peep it was that bad. Like, I noticed that he was basically a non-factor out there on the court, but like, damn. And again, like nobody. I mean, I kind of expected this going into this matchup against Golden State, just because I remember in the playoffs he didn't really have that many good games against Golden State. Um, so I was like, yeah, this doesn't seem like it's going to be the Jalen. It's going to be a Jalen Brunson matchup, really per se. Yeah, like, it was just nobody played well, but, like, the bench unit especially kind of, like, sank those minutes. And it didn't help that they could not shoot, like, 0 of 11 from Obi Toppin, animated quickly, 2 of 13 from Jalen, 6 of 19 from Barrett. That's your game. Yeah, not a good game at all. (laughs) Was there anything Thibs-related we should relate we should uh, not even like address tonight. Ooh, maybe the. I mean, obviously this outdated scheme is still a huge problem. Um, like f- giving up fifty threes. My God. I just don't like Hardenstein in the starting lineup. Yeah, I don't even think Sims likes it. Like he he played Sims twenty seven minutes tonight compared to Hardenstein playing seventeen. So clearly, he's like, Sims is the better option. I would just play Sims. Like, I don't like Hardenstein's fit in this team for this scheme, for this coach. It makes no sense. And I get what the front office is trying to do, where, like, they try to give him, like, a different option in terms of, like, offensive hub. But, like, Tibbs is going to play drop. Tibbs is one sprint protection. Hardenstein is the antithesis of one protection and drop scheme. Why are you playing him? So, when Mitch comes back, like, I, I would honestly just move Hardenstein. Like, he has no place in this team. <laughs> None. Yeah, I mean, I saw a tweet from Schwinn earlier um, when I had woken up. I guess it was from the first half, but I guess Hardenstein did not have a great first half. Um, and he, Schwinn was advocating for either like go small or go with Sims. Seems like Thibs went with the latter option of going with Sims. I thought it was pretty productive. Again, I thought Sims probably had the best game of anyone tonight. Um, really gave the Knicks um, second and third opportunities, I think, with his offensive rebounding. And, you know, he got a couple and ones in the paint. So that was pretty impressive, um, you know can't go wrong there um let's get to everyone's favorite part of these episodes before you know we get into comments nba fans the wait is over basketball is back so tip off the season with DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba new customers can make any five dollar nba money line bet and get two hundred dollars in free bets if your team wins check this out in addition to the usual bets Everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a stepped-up same-game parlay today. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. In terms of matchups going into tomorrow, let's see what games we have. Maybe I can give you guys something. I don't really see any matchups I like, honestly. Um. Yeah, a lot of these matchups are very weird. Hmm. 
I would say, um, you know, what? no, I'm not gonna do it to you guys. I don't want to make you guys lose money. Um, but anyways, download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Use any five dollar five dollar bet this week <clears throat> and get two hundred dollars in free bets in your if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes or show description for details. All right, let's get to some comments. Um, where to go? Okay, there we go. Dibs not using Grimes while RJ is playing like crap, and Cam gets hurt is inexcusable. Yeah, for Grimes to only get in during like garbage minutes, basically, is laughable at best. It has to be like plantar fasciitis. It really has to be that. And like they're playing it extra, extra careful. But like, why wouldn't you just say that? Like, I don't understand why they're being discreet about plantar fasciitis because it's not a ligament and it's not a bone. So, like, they, they it, did the same thing with like Noel last year when he had it. Yeah. They just kept I, saying like he had a sore foot and shit like that. And like he wasn't going to play. And it ends up being plantar fasciitis. Just like come out and say it already. Like, if that's what it is, then that's what it is. Say so, yeah, the, the way they're playing him, the way they're treating him, like it's clearly that, and they're trying to like ease him in, especially since like they he hurt his foot, that he came back, he hurt his foot again, now he's come back again. So now they're like, okay, we're not gonna play you, and that's why Tim is down to a nine man rotation. So like. But yeah, like, if he can't play 10 minutes, then he shouldn't be playing, period. So, I don't know, but... Very, very weird situation. All right, let's get to the next comment. Vivek says, RJ, Jalen, OBIQ, 8 for 42. Yeah, you're not going to win a game yeah. playing like that. And the fact that, like, this game was within 8, eight in, like, the final minutes of the fourth, like... They had a chance to win this game if Guys one player shots. is playing like decently. They had a chance to win this game. Like I don't think that game was unavoidable by any means, but like they just missed so many shots that like it's hard to come back from that. Yeah, and I mean when if Jalen Brunson and Emmanuel quickly both don't have it really going like that. It's going to be a very rough night. Yeah, I, I just, man. It was just rough watching Obi Toppin play tonight. Like, it was rough. He just, the defense was porous. He was missing dunks. Like, everything just felt worse than the offense. Him and quickly just kind of like, those are probably their worst games of the season by far. Like, that might have been Obi's worst game as a Nick. Like, that was Bad. It was that bad. Oh shit! Jaron Jackson Jr. is back. Wow, did yeah. not know that. Yeah, he came back last game, I think. All right, next comment we have Chris Bernhard. RJ's performance this year is so much on effort. Um, it's crazy. This has to be the worst he's played in his career. I don't know what's going on, but someone has to talk to the dude. Yeah, um, the effort on both ends. I mean. I think it's the more so the effort defensively is being is so much on. I think it's so it's it's so predicated on how well he plays on offense, which again, like I said last stream, should not be the case. Um, it's very annoying. Um, but yeah, someone needs to talk to him. He needs to get over what is whatever's bothering him, whether it's the sickness, the frustration, just like be better. Simple as that. Uh, I mean, like, he, whatever Julius did with his life coach and like, finding his zen, like, RJ might need that. I don't know. Like, Mr. Miyagi type shit. I, I have no idea. But, like, the guy just looks lost. He's not trying on defense, especially. Like, he's not closing out on Clay Thompson. Like, what are you doing? What, like, you got the money. You got your bag. And now it just kind of feels like he's ploying for respect and that makes no sense because like dude you got your money just play your game 
And I, part of it is that he's sick. I would attribute like a lot of this to the fact that he's sick, but at the same time, it's like you need your process needs to be sound. And, and this is the reason why they need to just sit him. Like yeah. it, it's it's on Thibs to like it's on Thibs and it's on the organization to save him from himself. Also, apparently, haunts up the RJ book spread. So like, we just went through two years of COVID protocols. It's, wait, what? Um, in the comments, it said Han said the book spread. So whatever RJ had, like, has spread to the rest of the team. Nice. So like, as yeah, if we aren't seeing across the league, like we literally just had two years of COVID protocols, and there are still dudes in the COVID protocols. Why the hell are we not just sitting him? At some yeah. point, if it's if it's if it's to the point where reporters are staying away because they're free, they're afraid of getting sick. Why are you putting in proximity with teammates? Again, like this makes no sense. Like the way they're handling, like injury, and it's really stupid. It's it's know. elite mismanagement. That's they what called, it is. They caught Julius in 4K getting team in the game. Which, yeah, Julius said he was sick last game. So, like, yeah, like, why are you putting him in a situation where, like, your players can get sick? If one guy gets sick, just sit him out and let him quarantine and then let him come back. People think since, like, COVID is done, they, they, they shouldn't follow just, like, best health practices, I guess. Like, yeah, like, COVID, COVID isn't even done. Like, COVID is still out here putting up numbers. We're just not talking about it. Yeah, and just like, also if people are sick, just follow those same practices. I I, I believe they would be best suited for any type of illness to just yeah. stop the spread. Like, like, bro, it's just COVID is an MVP, and it just got fucking voter routine. Like, this is the shit where like Giannis went back to back. People were just like, oh well, he's still the best player. We're just not gonna vote for him. Like, it, it's still out here, bro. Wear your mask. And like. That RJ quote from that came out before the game, I just was like, "Yeah, this is not gonna be a good night." When he said, "It's keep leaving him open. It's an easy bucket." It's like, all right. After you say something like that, you kind of have to like show that it is an easy bucket, and like most of your buckets look hard as hell today. Like, I, I just man, like sometimes you gotta shut up. <laughs> So, like I said, I was like, I love the confidence, but like, hey, maybe like just keep it quiet right now because like you're really stinking it up. What the fuck is that smell? Like basically, it's like especially with like the shock the world quote and the off season. It's like you don't say stuff like this. You're in New York. You're not in like Wisconsin or something. Like Bro, you like, can't say that. Like Brunson literally just yeah you know team first we're gonna try hard. That's all you need to do. Just be like, hey, like I appreciate I really appreciate the confidence, but like also like you just gotta know when to like stop talking to. Like if you're balling, you can say that shit. Yes, exactly. Like, That's when it's the best time to say that stuff. Exactly. You can be like, yeah, I'm that nigga. Cool. But like when you're not balling, you can't try to talk, bro. Because you usually get clowned. I just, uh It looks bad on folks like me that, you know, I'm fighting for my life out here on the timeline. RJ Barrett might just be a delusional basketball player. That's okay. <laughs> Damn. You him delusional? Jesus. Andre Cross says, you would have thought tonight was the second game of a back-to-back. Um, yeah, they just could not hit anything. It was bad. They used up all their magic on the the Nuggets um, B squad. Basically, I mean, I mean, the Nuggets B squad. I mean, besides obviously. from Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr., who was at, put in absolute jail. By the way, Michael Porter Jr. cannot score at all versus us. Shocker! Michael Porter Jr. is nothing but a Jokic. But we knew this. Max contract, by the way. Yasser says RJ Barrett has done irreversible damage on my enjoyment of basketball, and for that he will pay. Wow. As soon as I fucking captain the RJ Barrett bandwagon, this shit happens, bro. I feel like when this comment is a bit extreme, I will say that. It is fair to criticize him, but irreversible damage on my enjoyment of basketball is a bit much. Next time he drops 30, you're gonna be back in here. Like, yeah. 
that is like a very extreme comment. That is like Jesus. It's like it, 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 Julius. Right? But no, it's like it's like it's very it is frustrating. I, I understand where 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 at least the root of the sentiment is coming from in terms of like being frustrated with how he's playing because like he's the highest draft pick since Ewing. He is, you know, the guy that everyone on this in this fan base goes to bat for, especially on Twitter when people are clowning him. He is someone that the franchise just paid first rookie extension, first round pick since you know, 99, whatever it may be, like, it means a lot. He means a lot to this fan base and to this franchise. And for him to come out starting a season like this, once again, and for it to be so prolonged, once again, is very frustrating. So I understand where the root of the sentiment is, but it's also a bit much. Um I, I expect him to figure it out, but like in yeah, the meantime, like, it is it, it'd be rough until January. It, it's rough. If it's another month like this, man, oof, it's gonna get nasty. Oh, it's, bro, Twitter will not be safe. You'd be fighting for your life, catching strays out of nowhere. The aggregate gonna be filthy. Um, Jordan Bub. Well, with Cam coming down with injury and his status for Phoenix being unknown at this point, who will Dibs put in the starting lineup for Cam if he can't go? The answer is quickly, but we won't do that. If you're asking who should Dibs put in the starting lineup for Cam, it should be Emmanuel quickly, as Tyrese just stated. But what he will do, honestly, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I I'm I'm well. legit stumped. I'm, st- I'm stumped. I really <laughs> am. You're gonna put Obi back in there? <laughs> I, 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 I legitimately imagine. don't know what he's gonna do for the first time ever. Cause Steve. like every time that I've predicted what he would do, he kind of hasn't done it. Like, so I'm just I'm just kind of like. Yeah, I... I don't know. Like, maybe he might put Grimes in. Maybe he might play Fournier. Maybe he might actually do quickly for once. Like, the thing is, if he plays Grimes and he's playing Grimes the minutes, he looks like an idiot. He does, but, you know, he has made himself look like an idiot time and time again, so... But then it's like, why did you play RJ Barrett 40 minutes for... Why he was sick? Because you just look like an idiot. So, like... Dibs is no no stranger know, to being man. an idiot. Him and idiot are like almost synonymous at this point. But yeah, I mean, leave in the comments who y'all think that will start, who Dibs will start for um, Cam. That game is on Sunday, so he has a, de- a day to like rest that sore groin a little bit. It's not that sore. I think but... he plays well. I think, I think Cam plays, but... I mean, it's in a contract year, you know, guys usually will do things that they wouldn't do in other years in said year. So, but yeah, um, <clears throat> we will see who he plays. I don't want to make a, I don't want to make a prediction and like jinx it or anything and be like, Hey, you know, or cause every time I said something, he's done the opposite. So who knows? I think he plays though. Cause like, well, we have the game against the Suns, and then it's the Thunder, and then they have four days off, and they play on Friday. Hmm. Okay. So I can see Cam probably like playing through it, and then getting the four days off for rest. Maybe that might be the case. Uh, the back-to-back safety. Uh, have you mean more assigned? Uh, bad fruit. He has been asked. I don't think it's been like bad like you think about all the deals they made Derrick Rose fine they've been able to get off of like most of the deals that they made that year they brought back the majority of the fourth seed which is why it was a fourth seed in the first place so like 
that's fine. They got off those deals. The camp, the Kemper Walker deal was fine. It was a gamble on a position of talent that they needed. Nobody expected him to like discombob, like straight up, like die on the court. But like they got off those deals. The only one that's like really, really bad is Fournier, but like he's cheap and he's a shooter and you can get off of him pretty easily. Um, or not cheap, but like he's easy to get off of because he's expiring next year. Uh, of course, Brunson was a hit. Um, it's been fairly mid, I would say. I would just say that. I would just say that free agency under early on Rose has been mid. Like they've tried to keep their best, like they've tried to keep continuity, but like, it's just been fairly mid. Yeah. Nothing spectacular, nothing that egregious. Yeah. But yeah. And and their drafting and trades have saved them. Basically. Which is I would rather them do that part right. Because, like, if you can get value in the draft and you can hit on your trades, then, like, you'll be fine, ultimately. So. Also, free agency isn't something that really, like, moves mountains anymore. Yeah. Like, there's no, like, big fish to go after anymore. It's mainly in the trade market that you, you're supposed to be doing your best, your best work. So. Yeah, like you're going to see a lot of Cam Reddish-esque deals by people who are just like, okay, take a flyer in this guy, make him into a rotation player, rinse, repeat. So yeah, like, if you're going to hit in the late first, early second, late second, and, like, get value from dudes with protected picks that will convey, then, like, you're fine overall as, like, a, te- a free, um, as a front office acquiring talent. Um, Zach Braziller of the New York Post said that our Reddish said that his groin got worse throughout the game. All right, so definitely probably won't be playing on Sunday. Oh, okay, um, yes, yeah, so he might not play Sunday, but you know, he might play like maybe Monday. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I think he might just take that rest of the road trip and then the extended days off and try to probably play against the Blazers. Oh, yeah, okay, I can see that. Yeah. That makes the most sense. It gives him the most time to rest. But, yeah, then it just leaves, again, going back to that question, who does he put in the starting lineup for him? Um, Imagine he starts Deuce. That would be hilarious. I was thinking Deuce, but I'm like, no way. You know what? That would be such a Thibs thing to do. But I would like it. I I would like it. I would be a fan. Uh... Tibbs isn't getting fired until maybe late February, early March. He's not getting fired at all. Uh, and that's my that's my kind of my conclusion. He's not getting fired. Not yeah, season. I, I, uh, I don't know. It would have I, to take. Would have to take another. Maybe it would take another stretch like like this past February to really get him out of here because I think yeah. those those two back to back wins really gave him some some. But leeway. I don't think the stretch is going to happen like that with Brunson. Man, I don't know. We've seen some ugly stretches of basketball from this team already to start this year, so. True, but, like, I, I don't think that stretch happens with Brunson. So, I don't think he's getting fired this year. Whether you're okay about that or not, depending on where you fall on the tip spectrum. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think he gets fired this year. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, he's probably going to play out the year. Then maybe they fire him in the offseason. Oh, man. We shall not know peace. We shall not know peace. Because, like, the, again, the defensive scheme and strategy is just not working well to this team. He still has some rotation issues. Like, it's still, there's still issues that, you know, he has. And it's like, all right, yeah. Um, you'll play it out with him or like maybe you just want to, I don't know. Do they, do they not want to see what Johnny Bryant, you know, has in the talk? And like a lot of fans, I know they're like, oh, well, you don't know what Johnny Bryant's going to give you. Cause like, he's never been a coach before, but it's like, why not just try? Like, yeah, just try and see what he has. Like we've seen so many assistants get into the lead role and, 
things either like get better or they stay the same. So like really have nothing to lose at that point. I think what's keeping Tibbs job is the fact that like he effectively like saved Cameron's career. Like his rigidity sucks, but it's also really good for players who are trying to develop. So like this is your role. These are the things you do for this role. Do them. Helped out Cameron a ton. Helped out quickly in Obi when they were like started to figure it out. Um, helped out RJ, especially that season where he shot 40% from three. So like I like that aspect of it, but then like when it's time to expand roles and time to like have people, you know, like expand their game, then he becomes really rigid and it doesn't help. But if the front office is going to be like, we're basically going to give you a bunch of reclamation projects and you make them work, Tibbs can do that for you. So like, it's a matter of like, what does the front office want to do in terms of like talent acquisition and talent like development? Because developing talent's not his issue. His issue is like developing talent past the- Playing at the talent that he develops. That too. And letting them like- actually show what they've been working on and developed this whole time so yeah like so it comes out to like is he going to do that or is he just going to be like this is your role in year four probably the latter so Mm. um jordan bob says Jericho Sims performed well against the Warriors and his third straight game we have seen him perform well in. And now with Mitch getting closer to being back on the court and iHeart's ineffectiveness, will Sims go back to being situational like Deuce? I hope not. I mean, it seems like also just Thibs just like wants to play him because he sees how effective he can be on the court. Um, and he Sims just plays the way that he wants centers to play. Um, also, he like I feel like Sims is even better like on switching too. Like yeah. there was that play that I don't think we gave enough love um, in during the dying moments of the Nuggets game where he got switched onto Jamal Murray and basically stayed with him. Um, so like you know having a center like that when you have. Hartenstein with his slow side to side movements is just not the most like adequate use of. Again, I said earlier this year when I guess when someone like mentioned a comment of like center by committee, I was just like, you know, it should be like more of a matchup based thing of who gets the most minutes. And so far, it seems like Dibs has been going that way. And maybe it's because he's been forced to because Mitch is out. And again, Dibs' creativity only shows when players are out. Um, which is probably the most frustrating thing about him. Um, but yeah, it's it, it would it would make more sense to like my center by committee idea is more of like, all right, this player plays more based on like this matchup advantage that they may have. Um, but we'll see when Mitch comes back and see how rigid Dibs really gets again. And realistically, center by committee only works if Hardenstein gets to play the way he's supposed to play. Otherwise, Sims is the best option nine times out of ten. Yeah. So the committee thing made no sense on me. Tips like just play, and plus, like Mitch is going to be the starter no matter what. So yeah, I would just play Mitch and Sims, and just like move Hardenstein whenever you can. You can get a second round pick; doesn't matter. So I do that. Man, having two free agent acquisitions just like be chilling in warm ups would be such a next thing. Oh my god. Yeah, but like it's not your fault that like your fifty eighth pick in the draft center turned out to be a twenty minute event rotation big. Well parent is eating well. Oh boy. Um, JL says the hashtag nerds might have lied about Hartenstein. I don't think they lied about Hartenstein. I think it's just like, again, it goes back to like how you use players. I don't think the the Knicks have used Hartenstein the way that he should be getting used. 
So, yeah, like he's not allowed to pass. He's, he's not, not being used as like a mini offensive hub. Not even mini. Like he's a legitimately good offensive hub, and like he's just told to play drop on defense, and he's told to be a floor spacer on offense, and that's solely it. Which again, it makes no sense for his skill set. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, let me see. Hawkeye four twenty says, "Now nah, it's an issue, Tyrese. Pope Well Perrin act- might actually hate these bozos and thibs." <laughs> he's like actively sac- he's like actively sabotaging whatever the front office does <laughs> by drafting good players in 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 spots of where they get free agents. That would be hilarious. Yeah, uh, I mean, like I think like getting paid well. I don't think you care that much. I mean, I care. I'm watching these guys. I'm talking about Walter. Walter probably chilling. He like. Oh yeah, he's 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 eating well. He's just going from franchise to franchise, drafting great talent, and you know, went from the came from the Jazz to here, drafting great talent. He's chilling. Yeah, he good. He good. Um, do I know when his contract is up? Um, no idea. I don't even know if they make those contracts of those dudes even like public record. Like I don't even think like anyone cares to know when those dudes' contracts are up. I mean, we'll we'll probably hear something if they like they extend him or something. But like, it seems like leaves. he's pretty yeah, or he leaves, which is what he did with um the Jazz. He just left, so yeah. Um, Jordan Bob says, is it fair to call I Heart Move a bust? I think we kind of addressed this, right? Yeah, like, yeah. It, it's it, it is a coaching problem. It, it's, it's what a lot of the Knicks issues go back to, but, you know. Right. What do I know? I haven't watched the game three times. Three times. Um, I, should I even go back and watch the first half of this game? Like, no, is don't, that, don't even is watch that, this game. I watched the second half and I was like, maybe there's something I missed in the first half, you know, that I should like go back and like see if like there was anything. Uh, Yeah, I'll just wait for the thread to come out. Honestly, you know, we got so many great creators on in this Nick space between, you know, Jeff and Ariel and Benji. So I'll just wait for one of them to put out a thread. And even Tom Piccolo puts out some great threads, too. So, you know, I'll just wait till people put out threads and that'll be my rewatch. Um, this is a, not a game worth watching three times like Dibs will do. Dibs is a sick individual, and he has no choice but to watch this game three times. He's the coach. And even then, he watches the game three times and still can't figure out what's wrong sometimes, or most of the time. He's a so what does fella. that tell you? Doesn't tell mean much to watch the games that much. He's a nasty fella. That's really it. Um, I mean... Should we start talking about the next game versus the Suns? Uh, <sighs> they put up like 133 versus the Jazz today in loss. Like. That, that defense is pew-pew. And Phoenix has been a team that's consistently beat us in the Tibbs era, too. I mean, even the even the year that we like played really well, they were the team that beat that ended our winning streak. And they mollywalked us in Phoenix. We usually have mollywalked in Phoenix. So yeah. I mean, last year was the game the game winner where, you know, Cam Johnson hit the three at the buzzer after like he had that thing with Julius, then he just got hot from three and then no looking back. That was filthy. No, I reminded that again. That game was filthy. I remember that game all too well because I remember coming on the post game and, you know. Being absolutely heated that it happened. Dude, I, can't, I still can't believe that happened, dude. That game was filthy. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's no Cam Johnson this time, thankfully. But who knows who might light us up this time. Like, are we getting a Damian Lee game? Are we getting a Dwayne Washington Jr. game? Campaign game. Landry Shamit game, like Josh Okogi game. All right, let's not go that far. I don't know, man. He might give us some buckets. But yeah, I mean, we got like 
I mean, Phoenix, they 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 play us pretty well. I mean, the one time in that game, I mean, that one besides the we here year, that one close game that we had with them in Phoenix last year. When we looked, when we looked pretty good, it was Cam Reddish out there. He was actually getting stuff to go, especially after um, number 30 got ejected after his spat with um, Cam Johnson. I mean, Cam Reddish was the one person that was able to really like get things to go. And then Dibs benched him for Fournier, which got everyone pissed, rightfully so. But... If there's no cam this time too, it's gonna be very interesting to see, you know, how well we really play against them. Um, gotta hope Jalen Brunson. I mean, hope Jalen Brunson plays well against Phoenix. Um, I assume Chris Paul will be playing. I know he's been like in and out with um different injuries, um, as of late. So we'll see if he plays, but that should be an interesting matchup there. Two smaller guards. Um, let's see if RJ Barrett picks things up. Um, I don't know who who goes who guards Devin Booker. Uh, whoever is in starting lineup for Cam. So either quickly Grimes, Deuce, or Fournier. Nice. We got four people that we can just envision in that spot. Because we don't know what Dibs will do. Speed Makai Luke is coming. Wow. Nah, but um, yeah, I'm just like wondering what we do versus Phoenix. Devin Booker is the only matchup I'm really concerned about. I would not sleep on Aiden, like bodying Hartenstein. Maybe. I I guess I guess he like a call. Like seventeen and ten. I don't know. I mean, how do you do tonight against like seventeen and ten? Oh, against some um, Lowry and Kelly Olynyk and Walker Kessler. Yeah, like he's usually he's usually like a seventeen and ten. Dude. He's putting what four, 15 and eight this season. So hmm. we'll see. Yeah. Um, Jordan Bub. Um, oh, J J L says R J had six a six for twenty six performance that game. Was that the game that? I think he's saying he might have a six for twenty six performance. Oh, I thought he was referencing the old the the the, the Phoenix game last year. Wait, I don't know he... if it was that bad. If it was that bad, then he, he actually might have. I don't check. Uh, yeah, it was six or twenty six. Well, it was twenty five five though. Numbers were seriously. Required. Yeah, it was twenty twenty five. On wow. six or twenty six shooting. That is so gross. That is so gross. Oh my oh gosh. My God. Um, Jordan Bub thinks Julius Randle will go off against Phoenix. Um, who do they have? Who do they have guarding? Who do they have at the four? Cam um, Johnson. McCall right now, and Tory Craig is playing like the three. Oh, McCall's playing the four now. Basically, and then they have like Tory Craig starting. So I'm assuming Tory Craig's probably an RJ, McCall and Julius. Uh, you put Cam on Brunson, Booker will guard uh, Cam, the Cam spot, and then center on center. Interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, JL did clarify it was the Phoenix game last year. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, JL says, Fournier Redemption Tour, I'm hearing. I'm not. Um, I'm not. I got no ears for that one. Yeah, turn it off. <laughs> um, I don't think this is the right matchup to even like introduce Fournier back if you're gonna like do something like that. But 
I just I am not looking forward to this Phoenix game, honestly, especially after seeing how Golden State handled us pretty easily. I mean, these I'm watching the Giants game. I will watch. I will watch. Wait, wait is this a, is this an afternoon game or is this a night? Two thirty. It's what? It's uh, well, three thirty. It's three thirty. Um, Sunday. Oh man, afternoon Knicks on Sunday. The Giants will be on. Why? Do, why do they do this to me, yo? They just want me to be in a bad mood heading into work the next day, right? That's that's just what it got to be. And then Monday they play again. Like that's the worst part. Oh my gosh! Don't even, don't even. Oh my gosh! Don't even get a get a break. I don't even get to have a break. Um, Mitch. Oh, JL says Mitch had eight in hell last year. Shane not playing. I know it was it was beautiful, man. Mitch was like clamping him and just like yamming on his face, man. I miss Mitch. I really do. Maybe you know Sims could do some of that. Maybe no. Sims has the strength to deal with an Aiden. Yeah, but he doesn't. It's just, I just feel like, is he going to be able to not foul as much? Because that's an issue sometimes with Sims, but that's also an issue with Hartenstein as well. It's probably a bigger issue with Hartenstein. Like, it's really bad with Hartenstein sometimes with these fouls. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know, man. I think Aiden gives us some buckets. If he's not playing soft. If he's playing soft, then, like, we're running the game. Yeah, because that's the thing I've seen with Suns fans, because I got a few, I got a few um, mutuals on from Suns Twitter, and, you know, that's a common theme with him again this year, which seems to be a common theme with him throughout his whole career, is being soft sometimes, you know, being aggressive other times. But we'll see which Aiden we get. Probably we're gonna get. Of course, it's probably gonna be the the most aggressive Aiden we'll ever see. Probably it's probably gonna be like doing like post shimmies and all that shit. Like it's always against us that you know guys decide to like find their rhythm and shit. I believe it. It'll probably happen. Now that you said it, it'll probably happen. So yeah, probably. Um. Last comment before we get out of here. Give IQ a chance to finally start against Suns and Thunder. You know that would be the most logical thing to do. But, you know, you guys know who our coach is. Like, it's not logical. Um, It'll be Fournier. It'll be Fournier. If it's Fournier, I I don't want to say what I'll do because I don't want to get incriminated. So Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. I don't want to get allegedly incriminated. So (laughs) Um, we will end here for tonight. Um, We will be back on Sunday afternoon. Hopefully the Knicks can beat the Suns. We'll see. Um, links to everything stricken related in the description. Follow us on Twitter. We have the link to the um site, the merch, Patreon. We are now also on Instagram. Follow us there at the strict.land. So that is at the strict.land on Instagram. Check us out. We are there now. We are broadening our horizons, broadening our reach, trying to reach new audiences. Make sure y'all leave a like, subscribe. We're on our way to 1K subs. Help us out a ton by leaving a like and subscribing. Helps us all in the YouTube algorithm wildness. Um, We'll be back on Sunday. Peace out.